There you go. Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. Uh, it's it's me, Harry, here, and we've got Bobby and we've got Adam again. So why not? We've got Liverpool had a poor performance, so he's back. Um, I'm rocking the, the <laughs> curtains look that Adam was having in a few weeks ago. Um, I apologise for anyone watching it. It's, it's not a good decision. Um, we're going to start off uh, with looking at Wolves. They're 14th in the Premier League and they're playing... Fulham today, hopefully this goes out on time on Friday. Um, so they are currently 14th in the Premier League, nine points above uh, Fulham, who are 18th, I think. Um, Bobby, do you think that Nuno might be have to be a bit worried about his job because they finished seventh in the last two seasons, so it's obviously a bit of a drop for them in the league? Uh, well, I think, I, I think they've been unlucky with injuries, to be honest. You know, you had like, their main striker out after that clash of heads with David Luiz. And obviously you've got uh, uh, Patricio had that injury. No thanks to Liverpool. So uh, <laughs> and I don't think his job's on the line, no, because I think they, he's overperformed with Wolves in the previous season. So I don't think they, I think they'd be stupid to call for his head. If I'm honest, I think he's very good at Wolves. Yeah, Adam, would you agree? Would you think that maybe obviously just he's done so well that that kind of compensates for them doing not, as great this season. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, but if, if they do uh, what get rid of him, they could be doing the same thing that Tottenham did with Pochettino because mm. they got rid of him. They had one bad season and got rid of him. So they could be doing that if they do get rid of him. But yeah. they, they shouldn't. Haven't they beaten you again this season anyway, uh, Wolves? Bring it up. Come on. <laughs> um, I was say, if they were to get rid of him, um, do you think that that's the type of job that you know, Lampard could take over. I mean, on Football Manager, whenever anyone gets sacked at Wolves, Steven Gerrard always takes over there for a bit. Do you think maybe yeah. that's? Do you think maybe that could be a good way of Gerrard getting into the Premier League if he were to go? You know, not go straight to Liverpool, Bobby. I don't know actually because he's doing quite well at uh, Rangers. So I don't. I think as a manager, he probably want to stay there for a little bit longer just to like get a bit more experience and then maybe go for that. But no, I, I actually don't think he would go for that to be honest. Yeah, uh, Adam, would you prefer having Gerard come to Liverpool with, you know, more experience than playing Kilmarnock on a Saturday? Would you rather have him have a bit more experience than that if he were to take over at Liverpool, take over from Klopp, maybe from the reins uh, in the coming years? Or would you just don't really care? Um, I think I would like to see Gerard come in at some point and manage Liverpool. Not in the next couple of years, maybe, but like, maybe when he, like you said, more experienced. Because he's had a good season this season and... Again, if he performs well in the seasons to come, then possibly we might bring him in instead of Klopp. Because mm. obviously Klopp's uh, saying about how he's going to retire or for a little bit anyway, to put on a break on for managing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as Bobby mentioned there, with Jimenez being injured and they brought in like uh, Willian Jose or whatever to shove up top, he hasn't really had as great as an impact as they would have hoped. Um, do you think that that's probably the key factor, just that one thing? And maybe do you think Wolves need to learn to not rely maybe on that one striker Bobby because he's if that is the case of them that's why they've not performed that's a bit um, worrying for the squad isn't it I don't know, I think it's probably because I don't know if they were long on a striker but I think any team if you take out their main man they're gonna like struggle and I think you know like bringing in someone I think they thought Jose was gonna be made like a direct replacement because he's a little bit similar to, to Jimenez in terms of like being you know like more of a hitman sort of like a header Mm. Maybe have to hold up play, and you know he's more like an attributed striker like that. But I, I think definitely 
taking out their main man was almost just going to hurt them. So I don't think they're reliant on him, but it does show how important he was like to just complete the team, really. Yeah, and they're playing Fulham tonight. Um, I think it's an eight o'clock kickoff. Fulham have been... The fact that they're in 18th doesn't necessarily reflect their performances because they've really put in some good performances. Personally, I don't want to see them go down just because I've liked seeing them beat the big teams, um, Adam. Um, uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you think the Wolves are going to like fare against uh, Fulham tonight? Obviously, we know how Fulham can play and how well they can do. Do you think that it's going to be a challenge for them, Adam? Um, I think it's going to be a, a challenge, but not to the extent where it's going to be like they're going to get smashed or whatever. I think it's going to be quite a close game, but they're going to have to put in a shift to make it a close game. Mm. Yeah, Bobby, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, I think it, it depends either way the teams play. I mean, I think, is it at home or is it away? Um, I think it's at Molyneux. I'll just check. I was going to say, because obviously Craven Cottage is uh, quite, a, I, th- I mean, right, I think it's a, a bit of a smaller pitch, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's I quite mean, a small just, stadium. Yeah, it's just because I was thinking maybe if it's a smaller pitch, can Wolves like counter, obviously with that pace of Adama on the, like, the wings? I'm not... I'm uh, not like, yeah, it's at Craven Cottage, I was wrong. Okay, so yeah, maybe that could be something that uh, Fulham counter on, because I think they're, they're better playing on their main pitch, and I think their home form is probably a bit better. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. It could it, it could swing either way because Wolves have been in bad form, but you know Fulham haven't always got the qualities to get the results that they probably would want to get. But yeah, I do think it would be quite an interesting game to watch, to be honest. Yeah, and then uh, move on to another one. Obviously, Spurs have been knocked out in the Europa League in previous round to Zagreb, and now Arsenal yeah. had that one all result against uh, the mighty Slavia Prague uh, with a late late goal from from them. Um, <laughs> Bobby, what what did you did you make of that game? Obviously, you were watching one, it yesterday. One, uh, I've got one word to say. Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you're turning into you're turning you're taking you know Spurs's European European form, aren't you? We were it might so, just be London. It just could we be were London. So bad in that game, honestly, like we, we we failed to take so many chances. Like every game we do this, we like get somewhat. On, I wouldn't even say we were on top. We were still really poor, but we had more chance, obviously, because Slavia Prague were poor. Like, they were bad, and we didn't even counter on that. Like, we made chances, obviously. Uh, I presume you saw the Lacazette one where he just went through on goal and he missed. Yeah. Saka had a few one-on-ones. The subs were made way too late. He brought, like, the subs made a difference, but he brought them on, like, the 70th minute. So, it was like, why have you taken so long to make a change when the team's been so bad anyway? And it was, yeah, I mean, it's just really frustrating. And then, obviously, we get the goal... That puts us in massive favour going into the second tie. And then classic Arsenal, Cedric is just chilling with the ball and instead of clearing it out, he just decides to do some rubbish and then give away a corner. And then obviously, lack of, I don't know, leadership. I saw one of the Arsenal fan TV guys, Lee, he was saying about how, like, with defenders, they haven't had nothing to do. And as soon as they get the goal... It's been like, okay, we've been trying to score for 80 minutes. Now it's my job, my time to turn up and just do my job and defend. And the fact that they can't do that is just worrying. And I think overall, I think we just don't have good enough players, to be honest. I mean, I'm not Arteta out, but I'm really looking at what is actually going on at this point. And I'm thinking to myself, if he doesn't win the Europa League, is he even like worth of, like, is he worthy of staying in the job? Yeah, it's quite a big one. Obviously, I saw, I think it was 
on TalkSport, they were talking about Bamiang that they might have another Ozil situation of having a player on massive wages just not, like, not is turning up. Care. Yeah, and the just fact that there's them. that there's a like it seemed to be a disconnect between Arteta and a group of the players that you know maybe something's happened. Maybe it was the fact that he dropped Aubameyang on the bench that made him maybe Aubameyang, you know, just lost any respect for Arteta because of that. Um, he's well enough to even get a start. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that we could see, Adam, another situation like we had with Ozil, with Aubameyang, of having a big player who is on big wages but not delivering anything? I, I'm not, I think so, yeah. I think if... I think it's, it will happen again if he ha- doesn't perform much training. I think at Arsenal training, if Aubameyang starts to prove himself a bit more, then possibly it won't happen that way. But I think by the looks of it, it will, they will have another Ozil. But that's um, the yeah. thing. Like, the club keeps posting all these flashy like training videos on Instagram. Of, like, oh, look at the players k- kicking it top corner in training and putting these like, cool videos out. Why can't they do that on- Yeah, they can't do it on the match. Stupid. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing obviously because having obviously they won that you won the FA Cup last year um and that kind of that kind of yeah yeah. I think if he didn't win that he would have been in trouble uh this this season obviously last season maybe not as much but that Mm. was mainly this season what he's been relying on um you know having it in in his pocket to go well I got you a trophy that you hadn't had in a while so you know give me a bit of time but It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, next thing uh, I've got written down here is a bit of championship-related stuff, but also linked with the Premier League. Uh, looking at the top six of the championship, so obviously, you might not know, Norwich are top of the championship. They're basically bossing yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are eight points clear of second place Watford, so right. little, little chance that, of that going over. That's two teams that went straight down from the Prem last season. That's going to go straight back up. Yeah, that, that's what's coming a lot of um, championship things of people going, well, what's the point? Norwich, well, they're going up. Like they won 7 0 against Huddersfield the other, the other like, day. Um, and people going, well, it doesn't matter. They're coming straight back down. Um, yeah. And do you think Norwich need to spend big when they come up and get some good players? Like we saw with Leeds bringing in Rafinha, and he's amazing. Um, do you think they need to go for players like that? Because their squad was not good enough last year, Bobby. I think they probably have to because you can't, with with a club, and I think in football, it, it, it's a risk, but you can't just go for like mediocrity of like, you know, beasting the championship and then like flopping in the Prem. So I guess like the club has to make the decision that we're just going to go for it and we get in the Prem, we're just going to spend big, put yourself in debt probably. I don't know if the club's already in debt, but you know, like spend a lot of money and then hope that it pays off and they actually like get a reputation and maybe can stay in the Prem. And the difficult thing is, if they come up, even if they do spend big, who do you see going down? Because it all depends. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And the other teams in the playoffs, obviously Watford a second, Brentford a third, Swansea fourth, Barnsley a fifth, uh, and Reading are sixth. But Reading are quite likely to drop to seventh because Bournemouth um, have got a game in hand and they're only a point behind. So yeah, so good seeing Reading finish seventh and not in the top. Red, you see that Lucas Jao miss that he 
a little while ago. He was literally an open goal and he's managed to miss. Like, that was embarrassing. Yeah, Reading aren't doing great. Their last few games have only won one in the last five, so not great. And then, I mean, Brentford have only won one in their last five. Swansea have only won one in their last five. The only lot in the top six that have won more are Barnsley. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be pretty cool seeing Barnsley in the Premier League. They'd get smashed every week, I could tell you that. Um, but out of those teams, obviously, I know, Bob, you've said before about you wanting to see Brentford in the Premier League. Um, if yeah, you yeah, could look at those three teams, Brentford, Swansea, Barnsley and Reading, would that the team you'd want to see go up through the playoffs? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, either Brentford or Reading, because obviously Reading's the, the local team. So even though I don't really like Reading, it would be nice to see them go up because it might mean that maybe I could see Arsenal. a couple games. Maybe if you could get an Arsenal ticket, that would be nice. Mm. But yeah, so for the sake of, I would quite enjoy to see Brentford coming up because I think, you know, I think they they clearly have some sort of eye for picking good players like Ollie Watkins. They've got him from I think was it Exeter maybe or something like that. And yeah, he was, he, we can see he's great. Obviously Ben Rama was fantastic at Brentford. Maybe not quite as good as you would have hoped at West Ham, but I mean, obviously you've got uh, who is it Ivan Tony at the minute who's doing really well. And I think, yeah, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see them. I think they've got one of their best midfielders. I think it's Josh De Silva, who was an ex-Arsenal Academy player. He's mm. supposed to be quite good as well. Yeah, I just think it'd be a cool team to see come up. Adam, um, would you enjoy seeing Liverpool lose to Brentford uh, twice next season? I, no, I would love to see that happen. I would love to. <laughs> uh, no, that would be that would be very disappointing for us. I Maybe if we lose ticket, we can go, go and watch it happen. Oh yeah, because going back to what you said with um like Brentford, Swansea, and like Reading only winning once one out of five games in the last five. Reading lost one and drew the other three. Brentford yeah. drew the other four and Swansea lost all the other four as well. Yeah, but they weren't like, and I think if any of them I was going to go up, Brentford, Swansea, or Reading, I think it would be Brentford. Looking at their recent five, yeah, and obviously they're higher than the other two teams already as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's still weird. come out the playoffs, weren't it? And Brentford always bottled the playoffs. Like, yeah. Well, Brentford were second, and then they've dropped down after these bad results. I mean, one of those draws is against us at Forest, which is mad somehow. Um, we got the point off them. You are fifteenth place, by the way. I know it's amazing. Chris Hutton's working hey. miracles. Yeah. If you if you look at BBC Sport, you now don't have to scroll down the table to see us. You we're, oh, really? we're just there. Uh, we're just visible. I must say, from championship perspective, I hope Swansea City don't go up because uh, they're yeah. they are cheating people. Um, they're just dirty and dive at every right. opportunity. So I don't want to see them go up at all because they won't deserve it i mean only if they if they go up and get smashed i'll be fine with that but um mm. yeah i think brentford would be best to go up um even if bournemouth make it into the playoffs i still think brentford i'd rather see go back up um uh, I, ju- I just don't think they will though because like i said they bottle it every every time they get in there mm. it's just yeah. it's won't happen it's i can, long see, shot. We'll I can see, see, see i can see the final being bournemouth brentford or brentford Swansea yeah. because uh, at the moment, if they were to end it now, Brentford would play Barnsley and Swansea would play, play Reading. I mean, Brentford would probably beat Barnsley easily, but close in the other game. Um, yeah. Haaland to Manchester City is the next thing. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know whether you watched um, Dortmund City um, during this week, 
But mm. I mean, it was uh, City did well to keep Haaland at bay. He didn't have a lot to do at Haaland just because they didn't get the ball further enough up the pitch. So City just dominated. Um, but at the end of the match, you might have seen the pictures of like him speaking to Foden. Um, yeah, covering, I saw that, yeah. covering his <laughs> covering his mouth, his hand, not one like not not one to see the cameras say to him uh, what he was yeah. saying to Foden. He also said that um, the Etihad was a beautiful stadium in his post match. Um, and when I was watching some of the kickoff, um, they were saying like how he walked around the Man City badge when they came out. He didn't walk over it like the rest of his team. Um, yeah. Adam, do you think that's his destination? Obviously. So being big links to Spain as well, transfer wise. Um, it could be like because I think he might have interest going there. But um, I heard on an interview. I don't know how recent it was, but it was Pep Guardiola said they don't have enough money to buy players like Haaland or Messi, for instance. He's like they just don't have enough money for it. So I think he might want to go there, but it's whether he can City can afford him. Mm. Yeah, they said they spent time with... not buy a striker, which is interesting considering Aguero is leaving, and they said they can't afford yeah. a striker, which is yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. the thing I'm I'm a bit skeptical of that because City have been very sneaky and very good with their transfers, like generally with the with the links and everything. If you look at like say them compared to Man United, Man United will often go, "This is our top target. This is who we're going for." Um, no, I have to overpay because the team's like, yeah, well, we because more. the team now knows that's what you're basing your thing off. And you look at the recent like months and weeks, City have linking themselves with Haaland, Lukaku, you know, the Mbappe and all these big players. So no one knows. Open options. Yeah. yeah so no one knows who they're going for. And then Pep saying, oh, we can't afford a big striker. We can't afford, to, we're not going to try and buy a striker. I have a feeling it's all just mind games. Um, yeah. 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 Because, There's no way they can't afford it. I mean, they've, when, uh, when we were out at the week, Bob, I um, got the thing through and they said that City have promoted, um, like Liam Delap from the academy to the first team for next season. Obviously, he's a striker. Yeah. They got Jesus. I think that again could be a mind game from City bringing him into the first yeah. into the senior team. So I think it would be stupid for City not to buy a good strike, big striker because they're doing so well at the minute, and they have it's they've got like their foundation now with having brought Ruben Diaz in. And I think it's literally the final piece of the puzzle for them to be, if not the best team in the country, if not one of the best teams in the world, you know? Yeah, I mean, Haaland and Foden, imagine that link-up play. That would just be... Yeah, and you obviously got De Bruyne, who's just signed a contract mm. extension as well. Yeah, obviously Pep's there to stay as well. He got a new contract. So if if City don't get Haaland or don't even go for him, I'd be very surprised just because it would make perfect sense. He's grew up as a Man City fan. Yeah. If, the only thing I could see them doing is them hoping that what Haaland does is stays at Dortmund for one more season. And then his contract, I think, has a £60 million right, release clause. Yeah. Unless City are trying to maybe get Haaland to stay at Dortmund for another year and then go, we will buy you. They also have that time to see whether he is uh, going to continue like the good form he's on as well. Yeah, it, it would be really cool to see him in the Premier League. I want him to go to City. Um, I was talking to Dan earlier and he was saying he'd rather him go to another Premier League team, like a bigger one, just because he doesn't want City to dominate. But we were both saying it's not going to happen. If he's going to go to the UK and to the Premier League, it's going to go to Man City, isn't he, Adam? Yeah. yeah and you've also got that 
Harry Kane? Like, where does Harry Kane go this summer, you know? It's really mad. Who knows? Surely he wants guaranteed trophies, he goes city. But, like, can we see moving out of... Because if he goes to, say, like, a Real Madrid, yeah, that's a, a, a historically better club, but they're not... He's not guaranteed to win stuff at Real Madrid at the minute because obviously they're not in their hundred percent best like state as a club at the minute. And I think he'll probably want to go yeah. somewhere guaranteed to win stuff. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then if we were to look at um, Liverpool and their Champions League performance against Real Madrid, Adam obviously lost three-one. Um, what did you did you what were your thoughts after that result? Um. I'm not surprised, you know, we played at a training ground and oh, it's unbelievable, really. No, um, honestly, it's it's shocking performance. We, I think a lot of people, Liverpool fans and Liverpool probably themselves, were thinking, oh, we just smashed Arsenal 3-0. We've got it in the bag. We, Real Madrid aren't that good. The third at the moment, we can beat them easily, go into the second leg at Anfield and smash them again. Yeah. I think we just, I think we overcom- com- uh, we're overconfident and I think it showed we lost 3-1. I mean, I think what, for, it was, I think it was their second goal, maybe, yeah, or their third. Yeah, I yeah. Why now? Credit where credit's due. It's a great assist from Trent. Great quality player. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's it? Yeah. Speak of Trent. Trent and Wijnaldum. They were literally just stood still at one point, and then we got a goal oh, conceded. Mm. Uh, they were. With I Trent. I, nah. With Trent, yeah. I was watching. Um, I think it was Monday Night Football, like highlights of Carragher, Carragher and Neville talking about England squad. Oh, yeah. And, oh, say, yeah, yeah, I saw this. and Neville basically saying it wouldn't surprise him if Alexander Arnold doesn't go to the Euros because his yeah. that's not like his defensive ability is not the greatest yeah. for a fullback. His attacking yeah. ability, I was I was saying I think he'd probably be better off if you moved him like either to a wing a winger try either Thank that. Or to a centre mid, like we've seen Kimmich at Bayern Munich move from right back to yeah midfield. Because I, I think there were talks about that going over, like over like Instagram or whatever. How Trent, because I think he was originally supposed to play right mid, mm. but I think he just dropped back to right back because he was good at defence. I mean, but that's not really shown, really, has it? For the past yeah. like for the past couple of games, yeah, than, he, he hasn't been performing. And I think I think I think depending on the rest of the season, he probably might move into a midfield. Position. You don't have a backup right back, really, do you? Yeah, that's it. Apart from James Milner, we can play anywhere, really. But apart from him, there's no one else. I can... don't get me started on James Milner. He is the best man to exist. <laughs> if we look at um, Klopp and his comments afterwards, um, we mentioned it like before we started. Klopp's excuses rained on after the match. Um, Adam mentioned it a little bit there about the training ground, him basically saying, oh, we're used to playing in big stadiums. The fact it was a training ground was one of the reasons we got a poor result. I was, when I was working today, uh, no, it was yesterday. It was like the day after the match. Um, one of the guys I was working to basically saying his, he used to really like Klopp, um, but now he's just had enough of him because he's just doesn't stop making stupid excuses. Um no, I agree, yeah. If, if we look at some of his best ones, I've got them lined up here. Um, I was trying to find that beforehand. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I found this one on TalkSport. This is basically him at Liverpool, his best excuses. Uh, so when you lost to Southampton in 2017 in the, the Carabao Cup, he blamed the wind because it was too windy. Um, there, was one, there was one about snow as well, wasn't there? Yeah, too snowy. Uh, when, yeah. In 2018, when you lost to West Brom and the game was cut short... Um, 
he blamed the TV broadcasters for that. Don't yeah. know how. Like 2018 <laughs> West Brom 2 2 all with Liverpool. The pitch was too dry. Um, like yeah. West Ham Liverpool draw. Um, that after he like Mane's opener should not have stood as Milner was in an offside side position and basically he was criticizing the officials for making correct calls. Um, Wolves Liverpool when they lost it was too windy again. Leicester Liverpool it was too snowy. Um, he even said at one point in a Man United game that the Man United's injuries gave Man United an advantage. Um, obviously, I, I feel like I feel like he. He doesn't like to accept that he's lost. He thinks, "Oh, we won that. We we we're the best team in England. We we can't lose. And if it's, we have lost, it's not our fault." Sometimes I think, coming from a Liverpool fan, this is obviously, you just got to accept defeat, accept it, move on, come back b- bigger and stronger the next game, which also we haven't been doing. But it's, like, it's not a point, you know. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, the, the, I think the best one was after the Man City defeat. Him basically saying maybe Allison's feet were too cold. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that's ridiculous. There is, he's a professional footballer. That's not an excuse. It's not. It's, people... it's just so stupid listening to him. In you're, you're a goalkeeper. You use your hands more than your feet. Yeah. It's I mean, crazy. It's like that one from an Arsenal fan TV, Tyre, he's like, we must forget, it's been raining. <laughs> he always seems to blame the weather whenever he loses because maybe it's because the weather can't fight back against Klopp. <laughs> um Whereas if he blames a person, like he's blamed BT and Sky many times for no. He gets backlash for it. Yeah, because he gets yeah. backlash because basically everyone can see he's right. But no, the wind does not argue back with the Jurgen Klopp. It's just so just saying. St- next time, just make the pitches bigger. <laughs> We'd win then. Exactly. Um, and then I've got a a few transfer rumors to go through. One I saw it's quite interesting. Man United. If they were, they're interested in looking into the opportunity of going for Declan Rice. If West Ham want any permanent deal with Jesse Lingard, like Is that a imagine, sacrifice they can make. Like, uh, West yeah. Ham. would you, would you see that, Bobby? West Ham going, you know what? We'll get rid of our young captain for Jesse Lingard. Uh, no, I think they'd be stupid to do that. <laughs> like, ideally, I think they probably want both. Obviously. Yeah. Declan Rice in the long term is definitely more important to them. Even though you argue like Lingard is scoring more of the goals in the minute, but uh, Rice is way more important to West Ham. And I think the fans will be very, very upset if they get rid of uh, Declan Rice. But I think I think it'll be in Man United's best interest to just cash in on Jesse Lingard. I know it's rubbish about him getting back into the Man United team. I think that's done and dusted. I think they should just cash in on him, get maybe 20, 30 mil that they can push for that and just sell him. I think that's what they should do. Yeah, if Donny can't get back in the team from doing basically nothing, I don't yeah. think Jesse Lingard, Lingard will anyway. Uh, another one I saw, Adam, uh, Leeds want, uh, are interested in getting Sergio Aguero on a free. Um, could you ever see that happening? I, I don't think I could. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's going to happen. I think City, they might try to get some money for him, but I don't know. Um, I think, wasn't there rumours about him going to, Aguero going to Barcelona as well? Yeah, he's in Chelsea because apparently he wants yeah. to stay in in the Premier League because basically mm. his family are here and he, he's used to living in the UK. Yeah. I feel I feel like with Leeds he wants to go more to a bigger club than with Anne Leeds because like let's say they're like mid table and I think he wants to go to like a title winning side. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then Bobby, Bobby. Leeds. Maybe. Mm. 
And then, Bobby, a final one for you. I saw Arsenal are interested um, in the Milan attacking mid, like Hakan, uh, like Chernoglu or whatever. Um, you know, the one that's on FIFA and he's really good at free kicks. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't want him. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was a bit weird because... I've seen the word Justin Hakimi, though, from Inter Milan. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's very good. I mean, if we could get him, that would be great to replace Bellerin because I think it's looking like Bellerin's going to be going to maybe Juventus or PSG. I don't, mm. don't know how his agents are the mad ones he's done that, but if he wants to go, he can go. Same yeah. as Sebastian. He can go back to Madrid. Go somewhere that he's not ruining your chances of winning the FA Cup again. Yeah. <laughs> Major titles. Uh, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to, to keep up to date with the new content that we put out. Um, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, as I follow said, the Instagram. Yeah, follow the gram, follow the Twitter. You'll find it somewhere. I'll probably put it down below when I put the video up. Um, but thanks everybody. That was the final whistle. <laughs>